Welcome to Zichur Daf Siman Member by Ram Goldara, and today Mosechus Gittin Daf Mem Test, the fifth Parakani Zokin. The Zichur Mosechus Gittin program has been generously sponsored by Zichur Nishmas Chaya Hadas Basender. So the three drops are going to focus on him. When the Gemara quoted a Bryce where Rabbi Kiva said that the Torah requires payment for damages from his edis and concluded, and this is certainly true for a payment to Hektish. The Gemara wonders where this applies because if someone's ox gores an ox belonging to Hektish, he's entirely exempt from pain because the Torah says one pays for damages for his friend's ox, but not at all for an ox of Hektish. Ultimately, the Gemara answers that Rikiva holds like Rabbi Shimon Menasi, who said, If Hektish's ox gores a commoner's ox, Hektish is putter from paying. But if a commoner's ox gores Hektish's ox, whether his ox was a tum or muad, meaning whether or not the owner would ordinarily have to pay for half or full damages, he pays full damages to Hektish. He interprets the above drushes teaching that the distinction to pay half damages for a tum only applies for damages to a friend's ox, but damages to Hektish's ox are always paid in full. Point number two, on the previous stuff, the Gemara asked how the Mishnah could describe damage payments from Edis as being for Tikkun Olam if it's really based on a biblical law. Abai had answered that it falls Rabbi Shmo. Ravina offers another explanation, that the Mishnah can follow Rabbi Kiva who holds, Biblically speaking, we assess Edis based on the responsible party's properties. Although the payment from Edis is actually Daraisa, Rabbi Shimon he did Darish time at the Krat. It's the opinion of Rabbi Shimon who usually Darshans the reasoning of the Pasuk. Thus, he's saying that the Torah required paying damages from Edis for a societal benefit. In a he explains the benefit. Because of robbers and extortioners. So a man will say, Why should I steal? Or why should I extort? Tomorrow, Basin will come seize my property. And take away my best field. He explains that a Balchov collects from Bainanis and not Edis to discourage people from lending money as a means of obtaining a borrower's high-grade field. Still, they do not collect Zibors because if they would, Atanoa tells me Loven, you are there by closing the door in the face of borrowers, meaning potential lenders will refrain from lending money knowing they'll have to collect inferior property. And point number three, the Mishnah taught that Iksuba is collected from Ziboris. Razur the Braid of Nachman said, well, Marin El Yasme, we said this only for a widow collecting her Iksuba from orphans, but a divorcee is collecting from the husband himself, she collects Benanis. The Gemara objects that the restriction to collect Ziboris from orphans applies to all debts and not only Iksuba. It answers that there's an additional novelty in teaching that Iksuba is collected from orphans Ziboris. Salkadaita Chamina Mishumachina. I might think because a favor, as Rush explains, better collection rights as an incentive for a woman to marry, the rabbis were lenient towards her and allowed her to collect from Bainanis. The Mishnah teaches that this is not so and that even Aksuba is collected from orphan Ziboris. Similarly, the Gemara explains that Rabbi who holds Aksuba is collected from Bainanis, can hold it's collected even from orphans Bainanis to encourage women to marry. On the next off, the Gemara refutes Marzutra's opinion and concludes that Aksuba is always collected from Ziboris, even from the husbands. So once again, the three points are number one. The Gemara quoted a Bryce where Rabbi Kiva said that the Torah requires payment for damages from his edis and concluded and this is certainly true for a payment to Hagdish. The Gemara wonders where this applies because if someone's ox gores an ox belonging to Hagdish, he's entirely exempt from pain because the Torah says one pays for damages for his friend's ox but not at all for an ox of Hagdish. 
Ultimately, the Gemara answers that Rikiva holds like Rabbi Shimon Menasi, who said, Shorshel Hektish, Shenagoch, Shorshel Hediot, Pater. If Hektish's ox gores a commoner's ox, Hektish is Pater from paying. Mishel Hediot, Shenagoch, Shorshel Hektish. But if a commoner's ox gores Hektish's ox, Bain Tam Ubain Muad, whether his ox was a Tam or Muad, meaning whether or not the owner would ordinarily have to pay for half or full damages, Mishalom Nezek Shalom, he pays full damages to Hektish. He interprets the above drushes teaching that the distinction to pay half damages for a Tam only applies for damages to a friend's ox, but damages to Hektish's ox are always paid in full. Point number two, on the previous stuff, the Gemara asked how the Mishnah could describe damage payments from Edis as being for Tikkun Olam if it's really based on a biblical law. Abai had answered that it follows Rabbi Shmo. Ravina offers another explanation, that the Mishnah can follow Rabbi Kiva who holds, Midaraisa Bidamazik Shaminan. Biblically speaking, we assess Edis based on the responsible party's properties. Although the payment from Edis is actually Daraisa, Rabbi Shimon he did Darish time at the Krat. It's the opinion of Rabbi Shimon who usually Darshans the reasoning of the Pasuk. Thus, he's saying that the Torah required paying damages from Edis for a societal benefit. In a he explains the benefit. Because of robbers and extortioners. So a man will say, Why should I steal? Or why should I extort? Tomorrow, Basin will come seize my property. And take away my best field. He explains that a Balchov collects from Bainanis and not Edis to discourage people from lending money as a means of obtaining a borrower's high-grade field. Still, they do not collect Zibors because if they would, you are thereby closing the door in the face of borrowers, meaning potential lenders will refrain from lending money knowing they'll have to collect inferior property. And point with you, the Mishnah taught that Iksuba is collected from Ziboris. Razut, the Brader of Nachman, said, We said this only for a widow collecting her Iksuba from orphans. But a divorcee who's collecting from the husband himself, she collects Benanis. The Gemara objects that the restriction to collect Ziboris from orphans applies to all debts, and not only Iksuba. It answers that there's an additional novelty in teaching that Iksuba is collected from orphans Ziboris. Salkadaita Chamina Mishumachina. I might think because a favor, as Rashi explains, better collection rights as an incentive for a woman to marry, the rabbis were lenient towards her and allowed her to collect from Bainanis. The Mishnah teaches that this is not so, and that even Aksuba is collected from orphan Ziboris. Similarly, the Gemara explains that Rabbi holds Aksuba is collected from Bainanis, can hold it's collected even from orphans Bainanis to encourage women to marry. On the next stop, the Gemara refutes Marzutra's opinion and concludes that Aksuba is always collected from Ziboris, even from the husbands. All right, so now we go to our simon daf memtes, and our standard simon is meat, and we often use a butcher in the simon, a butcher. So here goes. The butcher with the green apron, who was visibly upset when the ox he was going to shecht toward an ox of hektish, requiring him to pay from his edis, a derisa payment that dissuaded some local gazlanim and chamsanim from their pursuits, was jealous when he heard some yasomim telling Almana she could only collect her ksuba from ziburis. Once again, slow motion. The butcher, butcher, that must mean one daf memtes, meat, butcher. The butcher with the green apron, who was visibly upset when the ox he was going to shech, scored an ox of hektish requiring to pay from his edis, which reminds us, Rabbi Kiva holds like Rabbi Manasi, who said, If a hektish's ox gores a commoner's ox, hektish is pater from paying, but if a commoner's ox gores hektish's ox, whether his ox was a tum or a muad, he pays full damages to hektish. He interprets the drasha of shore ehu as teaching that the distinction to pay half damages for a tum 
only applies to a friend's ox, but damages to Hector's ox are always paid in full. So the butcher with the green apron, who was visibly upset when the ox he was going to shecht toward an ox of Hector, requiring him to pay from his edis a derisa payment that dissuaded some local gazlanim and chamsanim from their pursuits, which reminds us, although the payment from edis is actually a derisa, Rabbi Shimon hid the darish time of the cross. It is the opinion of Rabbi Shimon usually darshans the reasoning of the pasuk, and he's saying the Torah required paying damages from edis for a tikkun olam. In a brace, he explains the benefit because of robbers and extortioners. So a man will say, why should I steal or why should I extort? Tomorrow, Basin will come and seize my property and take away my best field. So the butcher with the green apron, who was visibly upset when the ox he was going to shecht, Gordon Ox of Hectish, requiring him to pay from his edis, a derisive payment that dissuaded some local gazlanim and chamsanim from their pursuits, was jealous when he heard some Yosomim telling Amana she could only collect her ksuba, from Ziburis, which reminds us. The Gemara explains that there's an additional Chiddush in teaching that Aksuba is collected from an orphan Ziburis. I might think that because of favor, as Rashi explains, better collections rights as an incentive for a woman to marry, the rabbis were making a ladder to collect from Bainanis. The Mishnah teaches that this isn't so, and that even Aksuba is collected from Yusom and Ziburis. There's a Malchogs where she collects from Bainanis or Ziburis when it comes to collecting her Aksuba from her husband. So once again, the butcher with the green apron, who was visibly upset when the ox he was going to shecht, Gordon Ox of Hectish, requiring him to pay from his edis, a derisive payment that dissuaded some local gazlanim and chamsanim from their pursuits, was jealous when he heard some yusomim telling Amana she could only cut her ksuba from Ziburis. All right, so now it's time for four blabach hazara. Daf mem hey. So the simmer daf mem hey is monopoly. So here goes. The slave ran away from his master in Chutzwarz to Eretz Yisrael, carrying his green Monopoly board Monopoly. That must be more on Daf Mem Hey. The slave ran away from his master in Chutzwarz to Eretz Yisrael, carrying his green Monopoly board, which reminds us the Gemara relates an incident where a slave once fled from his master who lived in Chutzwarz to Eretz Yisrael. When the master came to bring him back, Rabbi Ami told him to free him and the slave would pay his value because he could not force him to leave Eretz Yisrael. This is based on a drush Rabbi Akibar Rabbi Yoshia, where the Pasuk says, you shall not hand over a slave to his master, a slave who escapes you from his master. So the slave ran away from his master in Chutzwarz to Eretz Yisrael, carrying his green Monopoly board, arrived at a deserted house where he discovered a captive rabbi with two captive sisters stirring boiling pots with their hands. Which reminds the Mishnah states that one cannot ransom captives for more than their value because of Tikkun Olam. And the Gemara relates the story of Rabbi Elish discovering the Rabbi Nachman's daughters, who stirred boiling pots with their hands, were not righteous but were sorcerers. So the slave ran away from his master in Chutzlars to Eretz Yisrael, carrying his green Monopoly board, arrived at a deserted house where he discovered a captive rabbi with two captive sisters stirring boiling pots with their hands, and an idolater writing a Sefer Torah on top of a matching green Monopoly board, which reminds us the next mission states, The man, one may not buy Sefer Torah, Tefillin, or Mezuzahs from idolaters for more than their value for societal benefit. Three opinions of Tanaim are quoted about using a Sefer Torah written by an adulterer. Duff Mem Vav. So the similar Duff Mem Vav is a cow that goes moo. So here goes. The woman sent away riding on a green cow. Cow? That must run Duff Mem Vav. Moo. The woman sent away riding on a green cow by her husband, who divorced her because of a bad reputation, which reminds us, the mission of the previous daf taught that one who divorces his wife because of shemra, a bad reputation, meaning rumors of adultery, or because she made a netter, and he doesn't want a wife who makes a dorm, he may not remarry her thereafter. 
two reasons emerge from the Gemara. In one version, Rabbi Nachman said the reason he cannot remarry is Mishim Kilkua, because of the ruin the husband may cause her after she remarries. In the second version, Rabbi Nachman said the husband must tell his wife he's divorcing her because of the rumors of the nether. He holds the reason he cannot remarry her is so that Jewish women should not be lawless regarding illicit relations and nadarim. Therefore, he must explain why she's being divorced, but he can't remarry her regardless. So the woman sent away riding on a green cow by her husband, who divorced her because of a bad reputation, passed by some Jewish leaders making a public vow to what looked like a group of non-Jewish distant travelers, which reminds us, Rishuban Levi explains Rabbi Yudah's source that a publicly known netter cannot be annulled is based on the fact that Bnei Israel did not strike the Gimonim because the leaders of the congregation had sworn to them when they falsely presented themselves as distant travelers. Rabbi Yudah understands that the reason they observed the oath rather than annulling it was because it was known publicly and could not be annulled. The Rabban responded that the oath was never effective in the first place since it was made under false pretenses. The only reason they didn't kill them was because of Kedusha's Hashem, the sanctification of Hashem's name, so idolaters should not say the Jews violate their oaths. So the woman sent away riding on a green cow by her husband, who divorced her because of a bad reputation, passed by some Jewish leaders making a public vow to what looked like a group of non-Jewish distant travelers, who owned a Jewish man who sold himself and his son to them three times in a row, and could no longer be redeemed. Which reminds us, the last mission on the Duff states, One who sells himself and his sons to idolaters, we do not redeem him or his sons, but we redeem the sons after the father's death. Ravasi says, This is so where he sold himself, repeated it after being redeemed, and did so a third time. He's not redeemed again because he'll continue to sell himself, relying on the community to redeem him. Daf Mem Zayn. So the Simmer Daf Mem Zayn is a maze. So here goes. The group of cannibals running through the green maze. Maze? That must be learned off. Mem Zion. The group of cannibals running through the green maze being chased by a rabbi, swinging his knotted bag with a hardball in it, which reminds us, the Gemara tells us of the man who sold himself to cannibals who was discovered to be Yisrael Mumer, and how Rishlakish killed the cannibals by tricking them and swinging his bag with a hardball in it. So the group of cannibals running through the green maze being chased by a rabbi, swinging his knotted bag with a hardball in it, fell into pits that an idolater was permitted to dig, which reminds more brings Malchus about an idolater's purchase of land in Eretz Yisrael, regarding exempting from Miser and digging pits. So the group of cannibals running through the green maze being chased by a rabbi, swinging his knotted bag with a hardball in it, fell into pits that an idolater was permitted to dig, and never made to the end where buyers of rights to produce were joyously bringing their bikurim and reciting the psukim, which reminds us the Gemara says, One who sells his field regarding rights for its produce. Rabbi Yochanan says, The buyer brings Bikurim and recites the Bikurim Psukim. Reish Lakish says, He brings Bikurim but does not recite the Psukim. The Gemara explains that Rabbi Yochanan holds, The ownership of rights to something's produce is tantamount to ownership of the principle itself. Therefore, he can write the Psukim which include, quote, The land which you have given me. Reish Lakish holds that ownership of the rights to the land's produce is not like owning the land itself, and therefore he cannot recite the Bzukim. Daf Memches. So the Simmer Daf Memches is a brainiac. So here goes. The brainiac, brainiac. That must be more on Daf Memches. Brainiacs. The brainiac at the Going Green Conference who just presented his thesis on the recitation of Bikurim Bzukim by the purchaser of land during Yoga based on his Brothers dividing inheritance of land theory, which reminds the Gemara says that Rabbi Yochan Mishalki's father positions if Kenyan Paris could Kenyan goof in a second case. Hamocher Sadeu Bizmansha Yovel Noeg, one who sells his field 
during a time when Yobel is enforced, where Yochanan says the buyer brings Bikurim and recites the Psukim. And Rishakish says he cannot recite them. Since the buyer will have to return the field in Yobel, his ownership is essentially only a right to its produce. Rabbi Yosef demonstrates Rabbi Yochanan's opinion is reflected in his position that Achin Shechalku Lukuchosen, brothers who divide an inheritance, are considered buyers of their portions. So the brainiac, the Going Green Conference, who just presented his thesis on the recitation of Bikurim Psukim by a purchaser of land during Yovel, based on his brother's dividing inheritance of land theory, was overshadowed by the brainiac proudly showing off his three different great lands for different types of creditors chart, which reminds us the fifth paragraph begins, Hanizakin Shamin Lahem Beidis. Losses of damaged parties are assessed and then paid with superior quality of land of the responsible party, and a creditor of a standard debt, such as a loan, is paid with average land, and a woman's ksuba is paid with inferior land. Ramirez says even a woman's ksuba is paid with Beninis. So the brainiac at the Going Green Conference, who just presented his thesis on the recitation of Bikurim Psukim by a purchaser of land during Yovel, based on his brother's dividing inheritance of land theory, was overshadowed by the brainiac proudly showing off his three different great lands for different types of creditors chart, who explained the Talmudic discourse whether Edis is assessed based on the property of the Nizak. Or Mazik, which reminds the Gemara brings the Malchukas where Bishmon Rekiva how Edis is assessed for damages, if Bidamazik Shaminin or Bidanizak Shaminin, whether it's assessed according to the damager's property or whether it's assessed according to the damaged party's properties. All right, so now it's time to conclude our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which stuff do we have Malchukas about a nether made publicly and the story of the Givonim that's on Daf? Memvav. Good number two. Which daf do you have machokas if bedemazik shaminin or bedenizak shaminin? That's on daf. Memchas. Good number three. Which daf do you have machokas about an idolatrous purchase of land in Eretz Yisrael regarding Maisra and digging pits? That's on daf. Memzayin. Good number four. Which daf do you want a woman always collects her ksuba from Yusomim, from Ziboris, and it's a machokas which she collects from when collecting from her husband? That's on daf. Memtas. Good number five. Which stuff you learn why one who divorces because of his wife's bad reputation or nether cannot remarry her? That's on Duff. Memvav. Good number six. Which stuff do we discuss what the halacha is? If an Evid runs away from his master in Chutzlarts to Eretz Yisrael, that's on Duff. Memhei. Good number seven. Which stuff do you according to Rabbi Shimon Edis is a derisive payment for Tikkun Olam to dissuade Gazlanim and Chamsanim from their pursuits? That's on Duff. Memtaz. Good number eight. Which stuff you want to purchase money is refunded for land sold during Yovel? That's on Duff. Memdal. Good number nine. Which stuff you want one is high full payment when his ox scores an ox of Hectish? That's on Duff. Memtaz. Good and number ten. Which stuff you want about the Yisrael Moomer who sold himself to cannibals and how Rish Lakish killed out the group of cannibals? That's on Duff. Mem Zayn. Excellent. That concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Ram Goldharam Zichru wishing you a great day and great learning.